0: Hey, welcome back to Brosens. This week, we talk about bucket lists, whether or not you should have one. Do we have one? Do they matter? What is a bucket list? Stay tuned. Hear what we think is cool and what we want to do. bro hey man how's it going better today i am over last episode's kidney stone with the pain medication uh for the time being so what's up with you i see you got your own pain medication there
1: yep i am i am self-medicating as we speak it's 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 been uh it's been a rough week uh today has been uh well let's just say i had a lot of meetings today more than one person should probably have in one day and it's like Mm -hmm. you know what it's time for a little margarita. And unfortunately, um, well, I say unfortunately. So mango tonight is the flavor margarita. It was going to be a regular one, but I ran out of simple syrup. All things to run out of, right? I'm like, well, I could make some, but I ain't get, I'm, not gonna, I'm not dealing with it. Too it's tired. Pretty simple.
0: It's pretty simple. I had like mango
1: that. syrup, so here it is, mango margarita. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. I have uh, Pepsi. Oh, so, nice. Shout out to Pepsi. My beverage of choice here lately. I don't need to drink it, but anyway, yeah, no, uh, I had <laughs> That's a. That's light- not good after kidney stones. No, whatever it. Okay, <laughs> for for everyone who plays armchair urologist, I have medullary sponge kidney, and while soda you can drink and, water, and spinach and rhubarb are all high oxalate foods, because I, I I can see the comments now. Oh yeah, your concern. <laughs> um, if you're not N- nothing familiar new. with medullary sponge kidney, uh, Google it. And, yeah. uh, but basically the inside of my kidney is like a fibrous web instead of being nice and hollow. And so it just doesn't irrigate well. And the nephrons and the tubes that come out of the nephron, the tubules are more narrow and more constricted. And, uh, oddly enough, my left kidney, my left is worse than my right kidney, but I tend to have pain on my right side. Go figure. Maybe the other
1: one's just so used to it. It's just like, ah, whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I go about eddie to tell you, you know, I'll go five or six years and not have any problems and then I'll have a stretch of one or two years where, you know, I'm passing stones or have to have surgery to have them removed.
1: Yeah, no, and when he says it's stones, like, I mean, they're like, they're yeah. they're not stones, they're more like boulders. I,
0: I Yeah, I, the, the no. largest one I've had removed was lucky for me, it was oblong shaped, TMI on here, but we're all family on this podcast, literally, Pretty all much. of us, all both of us. So it was like, I wanna say about one. It's a little longer than one centimeter. It's kind of like oblong. It almost looked like one of those uh asteroids you see in space, right? So you think like an ink pen, but longer. So it was right. more Maman,
1: um, O-Mamu? So it O-Mamu was, was it was that?
0: pretty long, but luckily it was uh the diameter was narrow enough to pass, and I didn't have to have surgery for that one. But I have had surgery. So I've had shockwave and I've had, um, the basket, the laser lithotripsy where they go up and you shoot them with a laser and, uh, while you're asleep and pull them out, never had to have the kidney cut open. Thank God. Um, yeah, no, kidding. Uh, hopefully they, they never get that big where that happens. So, cause that could be problematic of course, but anyway, no, you're well, welcome That's
1: to WebMD webcast.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, I don't know, Let's, whatever. If you got medullary sponge kidney, it sucks. I, there's, there's no hope for you. Uh, um, yeah. You know, so not could kill me, uh, just like I've dealt with it since I think the first one I had, I was 15 and it's been a long time, uh, dude. It's, it's been Ever been a long since time. I can remember. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I think about, you know, as I get older, right. So I'm thinking like, seriously, like, you know, when I'm elderly, I'm really like, that's really going to suck. Cause I'm going to be that mobile and people don't like to listen to old people anyway. Like there's, like, ah, you're old, you're always going to hurt. And I'm going to be like, listen here, give me the downloaded, uh, anyway no dude good sorry stuff. you uh you had a long day i hope the margarita hey, helps i it's had it getting exactly better one already one meeting today with the ceo of a company uh so that was pretty good to get uh, oh, nice. an overview of some stuff yeah yeah i mean it's uh you know pretty pretty good he's a sharp guy he uh he's a really sharp guy I've, I've talked to him a couple times um over the past couple years one of our business partners and uh yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. So, you know, last episode we talked about career changes and this is just one of those things where you, you know, I talked about imposter syndrome. And so as I sit here today and I had a meeting with the CEO of a company and I've, that's semi-regular for me to talk to high level people like that now. It's interesting.
1: Five years ago, you wouldn't have thought about it.
0: You'd have been like three, you're crazy. Three years ago. Three. Yeah. Really? I mean, you know, I've been in this role for a little over two and a half. So Three years ago, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought about it. But I did hear an interesting TikTok yesterday, uh, and the lady is a, a career and life coach, and she actually specializes, I think, in people like you and I, which are people who have highly adaptable skill sets. So in other words, you can take us, put us into just about any role, uh, and we'll probably be successful in learning and succeeding and moving it forward. And she actually specializes in helping those people go from kind of standard jobs into high net worth jobs.
2: That's awesome.
0: Like it's a skill set that if you know how to leverage it and talk about it, you can move pretty rapidly. So it's interesting to a little bit more into her and see if she's actually got some real successes and not just believe everything I hear on the internet.
1: <laughs> so, listen, so let's segue into our first segment this week. We're going to do totally random this week. And, and, um, you know, it's we don't do this one every every time, but so this week I had I had something come across my my one of my feeds. I don't know if it was TikTok
0: or if it was hold Twitter on
1: Twitter X
0: grammar grammar timeout grammar timeout. In, in, case, do. In, in case anyone has not picked up yet, we are products of the Appalachian Mountains, oh, yeah. both the western side and you know we both live. In, we live in North Carolina now. So, before anybody goes and picks on the fact that he just said "across," with crossed
1: yeah, it's with the "t." We,
0: we know it's a cross, okay? But there's a there's actually a whole documentary on YouTube talking about rural Appalachian dialects mm-hmm. and how it's actually probably Old English carryover mixed with Irish, depending on what part you're you're in. Uh, so, Sounds like another yeah. whole episode. You'll hear say the other one we say is Warsh. Warsh, I don't, I'm not glows. as bad with
1: that one. I do fix, I do, fix, out I do fix, I do fix a lot. I'm fixing to do stuff a lot. I do that fix, a lot.
0: Fixing to do. Okay. All right. Sorry. Random. Sorry. I had to take Totally it very random. Very kind of so we, totally we went way random, random to... on
1: that. Okay. Kramer, so,
0: okay. You came across,
1: I came across. I'm going to be a very conscientious conci Forget it. I'm not even saying I've had enough of the margarita already and I'm tired.
0: Um, you're going to be aware. I'm
1: going to be aware. So, An image came up (laughs) on one of my feeds, whether it was Twitter or X or whatever it's called today, Facebook's um, or any of those crazy social medias that 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 was one of these things that's like, hey, you know, if you're you're Gen X, you probably can hear this picture. And I thought, wow, I can totally hear this picture. And I'm like. Oh yeah, this is a good one. This is a good kind of flashback, totally random thing. So I've got about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five images. I'm going to show you and I want to see if you can tell me what they are. And if you kind of know the little, whether it's a jingle or the song, or even if you could just tell me what it's from, but I I guarantee you that all five of these, you're going to be able to immediately hear at least for sure. Three of them for sure. Two of them might be a little more tricky, but it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put these up. Um, right, you should be able
0: sh- you should be able to share your screen here. I think. Yeah, I, I should set, just right? be able
1: to transition my camera over. Here's the first oh, I, one.
0: I I think you could share your screen though. I've got it set to where you can.
1: Ah, this is just easy.
0: Here. Okay,
1: I got it working right. right here. This is good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I can hear that.
1: So what what is this one? You know what? 12. Doo, oh, yeah. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You can totally hear this one. So, it's those of you who don't know, it's the Electric Company. If you don't know and you've never heard the Electric Company's number song, this is a show that used to come on every Saturday. You absolutely love this one. This is probably one of the catchiest songs. Um, so, Electric Company was early, was the early 80s, right? It's the early uh, 80s, late 70s, late, late 70s, 76
0: probably, I think. Was yeah. The first so, it year. was.
1: It was good into yeah the late 70s early 80s and then so uh, it was another one of those educational you know type tv shows similar to sesame street but it was more more hip and more maybe more urban um than then sesame street was and it, yeah so this song was like totally cool. And it's one of those go watch the video sesame mm-hmm. street the number song you'll you'll get hooked on it so that's the first one all right so well hey, great me... graphics i just oh still-
0: yeah it's
1: retro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So here's I'm gonna try not to show you all of them. This is <laughs> oh, yeah. one of my yeah. all time favorites. Conjunction Junction.
0: junction what's, what's your, your function? Oh yep. yeah. yeah, hooking up
1: words yep. and phrases. Absolutely love Schoolhouse Rock. Right.
0: That's a show they should bring. They should bring it back.
1: Like I have the entire set on DVD.
0: I, I will. You, I will tell you my dad jokes that related to the modern day Conjunction Junction function. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock, because now kids watch YouTube, But we'll get to that in a minute.
1: Well, yeah. It's, all right. So anyway, so Schoolhouse Rock, another classic um, Saturday morning thing. Um, if you've never seen it, um, find it. It's on DVD. It's available on DVD. I have it. Um, but I'm still. Watch it with deal. your kids. Super educational. Super catchy. And they're just, they're such. it's such a good series. All right. So anyway, so there we go. This one might be a little more trickier.
0: Hold on. Let me let me see if I can see. I'm gonna have to have to zoom in on you. Oops, wrong. Yeah, zoom in on me. This
1: one might be a little more tricky. This is kind of in the in the middle of the intro of the show. It was an HBO show for a while.
0: That is Fraggle Rock, right? Yes, Fraggle Rock. That. Yeah. The so they are Rock. Know, be. I want to say it's St. Louis. Again, random. This came across my TikTok. I believe it's St. Louis. They're in the St. Louis Museum of Puppetry. All Nice. Of the, all, all of the characters. They they preserved all of them. That's And, that's and parts so of the awesome. set. Yeah, I think it's St. Louis. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think it's St. Louis. They are in a museum of puppetry somewhere.
1: Yeah, trust me. Somebody will tell you if you're wrong.
0: I'm sure they will. That's
1: say. the way the internet works. And so, yeah, this was, you know, if you remember the Fraggle Rock, it starts out, you're coming in, you're going into this little shop window yep. and you're looking in, it zooms in, there's like a dog, yeah, and this go, guy working on the, the bench and goes down in the hole, hole. and then yep. you're following the first Fraggle down the hole and there's it all in there, away. down in Fraggle yeah. Rock. Yep. Oh, yeah. so yeah, so you could hear this one. All right. Now this next one, I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize in advance for all of my eighties kids and eighties fans. Um, You'll be singing this for the next like three days
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's um oh Jesus uh
1: the Muppet show man it's the Muppet it, no, show it's the
0: Muppet show but the song like now yeah Great.
1: Phenomena. you'll I'm be white. singing it for days now, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so this was a good one. I used to absolutely love the Muppet show. Um, was one of my favorite shows that used to come on in the evenings, and and just Animal was my favorite. Not gonna lie, you know, I'm kind of partial. I like drums, um, so Animal was always one of my favorites. Um, plus, he was just completely crazy. You know, there's there's just a ton of good, fun, just slapstick puppets. It, it just it was hilarious. It was good stuff, and he always had incredible, <clears throat> excuse me, incredible guests. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you go back and look at that show and look at some of the guests that were on that show, I mean, they had—I believe they had John Denver on there. I mean, just phenomenal. Everybody,
0: yeah, everybody was on that show. It was the thing you did, regardless of what genre or, uh, you know, you know who else came close to replicating that level of guest action? Arsenio Hall. True. Like he—he really broached, you know, the the of cross-cultural. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. Like, like, I mean, and that's really what the Muppet show did. It wasn't, uh, you know, Carson was late night, big stars. You had to be a big name, rarely had on up and coming people. Didn't really go with edgy. I mean, Bowie was on the Muppet show, right? Like, so, I mean, like Carson never would, I don't think Bowie was ever on Carson. Like, this is not Mm -hmm. somebody he would have on his show. Uh, you know, maybe Letterman, but then Letterman didn't get, um, I guess the the Elvises of the world, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So anyway, all right. So this last one, this last one might be a little bit more tricky. This is not, um, this wasn't from. It's, it's actually not from a show. Okay, it's from a production company, but it was very popular, very common for a lot of the the big mainstream shows from the eighties TV, kind of the, the weeknight, you know, your, your regular weekly shows. So this is, this is a good one. Let's see if you can get what this was. You might not get the show because it was on multiple, but if you see if you right. could remember the line that came along with this one.
0: Yep. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Yep. U- u- yeah. Ubu, Ubu Productions. Absolutely. They were, um, did they were they the Magnum, Magnum PI, I think? And I believe so. A Team uh, too is there 18, was it A Team is Murder or? She Wrote. I'm pretty sure a it was Murder ton, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. Ton
1: of 80 shows. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you if you ever hear anybody I come want out to say and
0: say, with say with deer also, like just random, oh, like they come sit Now
1: all right. So now now I've got to go to the I've got to go to the internet. The internets, on,
0: the webs. The, webs, the world, what are the, the world say? wide
1: webs if only we had a global network of interconnected computers with searchable databases of information
0: where we could store things and share them.
1: Ubu productions. So let's see if they, they got a list here. I'm sure they're going to have a list of shows. Oh my gosh. I would think so. Probably. I mean, oh probably yeah. A ton. So this goes, it's like a whole bunch of filmography. We'll skip the filmography. Let's just go with the TV. So making the great ties. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm um don't know that show don't know that show don't you open house his and hers brooklyn bridge champs spin city battery mm-hmm. park i know there was more than that there had to have been more yeah. than that i'm missing there, some.
0: Was. there was a lot of daytime stuff too
1: there was other stuff but anyway now i'm gonna have to go back and look at who was at 18 but i do remember ubu production sit ubu sit good dog that was mm-hmm. that was a big one um in the 80s so anyway so that's kind of all i had for for totally random for my side i just thought you know what if anybody ever says to you there's absolutely no way you could hear a picture <laughs> just show them uh, one
2: sure you can. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah i'm like just just show them one i mean all you gotta do is show them a-na-ma-na. and if they're from the you know if they're gen x they're gonna be like oh my god did you really just do that to me see can't get it out of your head now
0: Yeah, you know the secret to getting a song out of your head is just seeing if i only had a brain from wizard of oz It'll unleash. It will release you of all of the stored earworms.
1: Yeah, but don't that get stuck in there though?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter. It'll release you of the other one. It'll
1: release you of the other one. Just trading bad <laughs> for tra- bad. Trade
0: tra- trade your de- demons.
1: <laughs> all right. So totally random. So main yeah. topic for this week, right? Mm-hmm. We were we were kind of chatting after the last um, last show, last episode. And we were talking through things. I don't even remember how we got on the topic, but we. We, we started talking about bucket lists and I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally have a bucket list.
0: I think it started with family vacation spots because my wife is oh, a beach person. That's what it was. And I We're, can't swim and I don't like the beach and I have little kids, which means I have to watch them constantly. And yeah, we, we started on this thing where we want to go to. And so then that led bucket list. Do you have a bucket list? Is a bucket list worth it?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. I, so I think, it's one of those things that's always going to be a personal kind of thing, whether you have one or not. And I think there's like multiple types of bucket lists. Cause a lot of people just say, Hey, I've got a, but that's on my bucket list. Well, is it really just like a general bucket list or do you have a specific bucket list? Because right. I have like multiple bucket lists. Like I have a travel bucket list. I have a food bucket list. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and then, so it's like, and I think, yeah, and I think, yeah, you're right. It's funny. We were talking about vacations yeah, and how you don't, I, I don't it's not so much. You can't swim. I mean, that's part of it. You're, you're not, well, not well, a fan yeah. of wa- you're not a fan of water.
0: Not a, not a fan of water. I, I just, you know, e- that's because I, I
1: John swim. Wayne'd you when I, <laughs>
0: you did. even, even if I,
1: could <laughs> sorry swim, about that, dude, I, but I
0: really got over that. Right. It was really just, oh, yeah. Uh, so here's, here's the story. Okay. Like he did John Wayne me in the swimming pool. That's a different story. Uh, that's what big brothers do to little brothers. That's okay. I'm really not traumatized by that. <laughs> but I had ear tubes put in when I was young. Right. Uh, so I was, well, it was shortly after you John Wayne, me, I'm pretty sure. Um, And you obviously, if anyone out there has got kids that have had ear tubes or you had them yourself, you cannot get water in your ears. And I did get water in my ears. And I learned really quick that I do not want to do that again. And back in our day, we had wax earplugs. There was no molded fitted. I'm sure there were, but it wasn't common. You couldn't just go get them. So time goes on, and uh, finally the earplugs come out. I was in Boy Scouts, and I went to scout camp and didn't think of signing up for swimming lessons and was there, and troop all had, like, you still had lake day. Like, you had free time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just about taking stuff. And uh, one the instructors that does swimming, he was like, "Well, I'll teach you how to swim." He's like sign up for swim lessons next year. I'll teach you how to swim. So it was fine. I was in the lake, super comfortable. I was relaxed, like not a problem. And what happens a couple of weeks before I have to go to scout camp? I get tubes put back in my ears again. And the last ear tube did not come out of my ear until I was a police officer. I was, it was a long 20, time. Yep, I was twenty-one years old. Uh, so mm-hmm. basically, from the age of seven. Through 21, Damn. I had ear tubes in my ears. My ears were so bad. I don't wonder if that's connected to the kidney thing. It's interesting. No,
1: I don't think your ears are connected to your kidneys.
0: Well, I mean, they are via my neck, sort of. Well, but no, I'm just saying like the tubes, like, you know, just not draining good, right? Like, it's kind of yeah. weird. It's weird. Kidneys don't drain good either. I have a drainage problem. <laughs> you had a drainage
1: problem. We <laughs> need to put a French drain in.
0: <laughs> Let's put a French drain in.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: Oh, man. Oh, uh, man.
1: So anyway, anyway, bucket list.
0: That, that's, that's why I didn't, I, I never learned to swim. And now as an adult, like oh, who the hell, I just don't have time. Like I really should. Like, but anyway, yeah, bucket list. So, I mean, we were talking and I, I said, I didn't have a bucket list. And then I started naming off things. He goes, well, you sort of got a bucket list. Yeah, I was but like, you I, I got one. You just don't have one. <laughs> Mine are probably more, more specific though. Right. So I guess I don't have this generic bucket list of like, here's 80 places I want to go to. Right. And, and yeah, I think I've been there. There's nowhere that's really calling my name. There's some places I, I'd like to see. It's not, 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 not a, not a, not a big, I, and now the current bucket list, right? Maybe it's ever changing because I'm short attention spans. I, oh,
2: yeah.
0: I want to get a pilot's license and I want to buy an airplane. Bucket uh, list. Yeah. And, and it's surprising because us talking to each other, things that we both assumed, like I thought Eddie had. Been to New York. he's in the Navy. He's been around the world. I've been all over. I'm pretty all sure that, like, he's been to Fleet Week in New York. Like it, mentally, I told myself he's been to Fleet Week in New York. And, you know, he's just at some point in his life, he's seen New York City. And it, he hasn't. I've been to New nope. York like two or three times on different things. And it's like, oh, I mean, no offense to anybody in New York. I was like, it's a good place to visit. I don't want to live there. I, I like living out in the county. Uh, but it was it was good. I mean, I, for what I mean so much to do there. So,
1: Oh yeah, no, I mean, most of your big cities are, I mean, it, it yeah. And it is funny because like you said, I was in the Navy five years in, uh, and most of that five years was out at sea. Um, constantly, you know, I've been Germany, Spain, North, you know, I've been to Iceland. I've been all over the Caribbean. I've been to Israel. I've been through the Panama canal. I've been through the Suez canal, I've been to the middle East, uh, Israel, Turkey, um, you know, a lot of places throughout the world have been in New York City. And New York City is only, what, like nine-hour drive. Yeah. Um, it, it is pretty funny. I mean, I have been to a lot of places. And it's actually, believe it or not, I would like to see the Statue of Liberty. But beyond that, I, I don't – in Times Square maybe, but I'm like – I think if I had one New York thing, I think I'd like to see a Broadway show. I mean, I, I'm, I'm – you know, I kind of actually – I enjoy – I enjoy musicals and Broadway shows and, you know, that not that I've ever been. I mean, I've been to off-Broadway productions mm. like, um, <clears throat> and I tend to enjoy them. I mean, I'm not like a raving fan of them, but yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen some good shows. No, I mean, good. I have
0: too. yeah. I, I remember I saw, uh, stomp in an off-Broadway production. I mean, it was excellent. It was the, their traveling, the traveling oh, crew. Yeah. yeah. The traveling version. It wasn't, it wasn't the Broadway one, but it was the, same sure. production, just no, it's a different production. it's just yeah, a
1: different, different set of different yeah. set of um, actors, yeah. actresses. And
0: then um, you know, we do the nutcracker, you know, every <laughs> year uh, down in Charlotte. So the Charlotte Ballet. So well, that's not plays, but it is ballet. Hat right. tip Charlotte Ballet. Yeah, y'all are awesome. So uh, yeah, probably Jerry, to take the older two kids this year and, and get them oh, that's that good. experience. Yeah, that's I, good. I no,
1: it's good. It's 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 good, you know, from a cultural cultural perspective. I can speak today. Yeah, Jerry had been wanting to go see um yeah, Jerry, my wife, she wanted to go see um, Wicked for a while. And I thought, Ugh, musical version of Wizard of Oz. I'm like, okay. I mean, she was just dead set on it. She really wanted to go. We were going to go, then the pandemic hit, and so I didn't get tickets. And then after the pandemic over, it came back around and went to Greensboro. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get her tickets for her birthday. So I got tickets. We went to the show, and that was actually a really good show because I think... I think what made it probably better was because I didn't know what to ex. Well, I had a different expectations. I thought it was kind of an ad- a Broadway adaptation of the Wizard of Oz. No, that's not a their- whole different
0: story. Isn't it?
1: It's like it's yeah. like the prequel. Like continue- yeah, I was saying no, it's, it's a prequel, prequel, yeah. prequel. Yeah, yeah, it's totally a prequel. It's it it's a prequel, but it's also told from the Wicked Witch of the East's perspective. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. And so it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different take. So if you haven't seen Wicked, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to spoil no spoilers. Um, it's, it's worth going to see. and seeing. And I, I, I'm like, oh, wow, that, that was, that was a really good show. Not even go see it again. Um, but yeah, so I think from, from a bucket list perspective, there's a lot of things for me, like I said, I have some that are, that are kind of food related, but and some that are travel related, like one of the things I'd, I'd love to do is I'd probably love to go see Mount Rushmore, right? um that's kind of on my bucket list i mean i've seen or that is on my bucket list i have seen a lot of places i mean i've been all over rome all over italy in fact but you know i've been to venice been to rome leading tower of pisa like i said i've been through the Panama canal suez canal which are some things that people want to do um which which are are absolutely cool um i probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to do that if i hadn't have been in the navy um, but yeah, there's a lot of places just within this country. I'd like to go. I still want to go to new Orleans. I've, I've never been to new Orleans. I'd I, like I to go. Talking, I
0: love new Orleans. I've been to new Orleans, you know, a dozen times. I was, I was first time I went was right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um uh, that was, that was interesting. Like, I'm not going to lie. I fell in love with the place during Katrina. Um, the people, the character, the strength that the people have and, uh, it, w- it was amazing. And then after that, after the city rebuilt, uh, I was able to obviously go back and enjoy it for what it is, you know, uh, and it took my honeymoon to New Orleans. So me and Brittany nice. went there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she got deathly sick. I mean, no fault in New Orleans. <laughs> she was. It uh, happens. It, it does. It sucked because first day of our honeymoon, we actually were in Nashville and uh, enjoyed Nashville for a night. And we just decided to drive. I was like, hey, let's. She'd never been to Nashville. So I've never
1: been to Nashville. Nashville. Really? Never See, been. Yeah. Like
0: it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, so I, okay, but look, I'm going to put this in perspective because I, I just, just, it just dawned on me. So your experiences and the things you've done, even with work have centered around major hubs globally. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, he, Eddie has been with work. He has been to major cities on the West coast and Silicon Valley. He has been, uh, Rome, you heard him, Israel and my line of work and my personal travels have taken me while Nashville is a large city. I lived in Dallas, uh, for a while. Uh, my work now and my travel tend to take me to the rural side of America. Mm-hmm. So I have been, yeah, I flew fly into Indianapolis, but had like half day in Indianapolis mm-hmm. visiting some, some stuff there. But then I'm um, an hour out of Indianapolis, in just rural Indiana, um, in rural Ohio, right? An hour from the airport, out in the middle of nowhere, literally. I guess the definition of flyover states, right? If you listen to the mm-hmm. Jason L. Dean song, and that does give you, both of them give you a different perspective. I, you know, as so we talk about kids and it's something I want the kids to experience, we we live in a predominantly rural area right now. Although we're we're close to Charlotte, right, but it's not like it is in the Midwest. You know, it's not that level where, where we are currently. And it's, it's a different perspective. It's interesting. Right. And I enjoy it. Like I enjoy going to those places and meeting the people. It's uh, it's a nice break. Like the, the last town I was in on my last trip, which is Knoxville, Iowa. For those of you who don't know, that is where the Sprint Car Hall of Fame is at. It's the Sprint Car Capital of the World, uh, is the Knoxville Nationals at the Marion County Fairgrounds, the Knoxville Raceway. But it's the kind of town that I think the population's like 2,500 when the race isn't in town and you leave everything unlocked. It's fine. I mean, it's just quintessential small town. Uh, I was in Ohio not long before that, uh, Selena, Ohio area at the Eldora racetrack. And, you know, it's Amish country, part of Ohio up there. It's just an amazingly peaceful, polite area. It was such, such a nice trade off. Even where I am, my city's still got some urban tendencies to it, uh, which is, again, there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, my doors stay locked at night. Uh, yeah. So. I, no, really I like my bucket list. We talk about travel though, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's well, interesting I mean, it's, the dichotomy that we've had among Yeah, them. I
1: know, and it's it's, you know, it's funny because one of the things that I brought up is probably one of the top things on my bucket list. And again, this goes back to we talked a couple episodes back um, when we did Mad Money. I talked about having the camera and, and getting into astrophotography, right? Because I absolutely just love to look up at the freaking stars like a maniac waiting on the aliens to come, whatever. Um, you yeah, we could save that for a whole nother episode, right? Um, soon, soon, soon. We'll, we'll
0: have, we'll have some on the podcast probably within six months. We'll probably, we'll um,
1: yeah. So <laughs> I, I, one of the things that's probably top of my bucket list is I want to go to some place out, I don't know, the desert somewhere, one of those areas where you're just super far away from every bit of light pollution so that you can just look up and see the entire freaking Milky Way and just thousands and thousands of stars without having to like try to shut off every light you can not even need a telescope but i mean i just would absolutely love to see that and it was interesting because you said you know you told the story about where yep. you had gone camping camping yeah in, in, texas. in a rural canyon, part of texas
0: oh, let's see right about I'm doing this in reverse right <laughs> yeah we're,
1: we're dueling here. hockey hats tonight by the way right uh,
0: about, canyon texas is right 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 about here it's southeast of amarillo uh, it's Canyon County, Canyon, Texas. There's a uh, Canyon State Park there. Uh, so the trivia Canyon to Man. that, Canyon Man. The the trivia around that is that is actually where most of the old westerns were shot. That looked like the Grand Canyon because it was easy access, and you still get the color striations in the cliffs and stuff like that. But that is the darkest sky and the most away. From any urban area I've ever been. It was when I went camping up there. And it was, to your point, gorgeous. It is, um, you know, to me, I do remember, you know, we talked about our family in the first episode, you know, going to Pop's house, our granddad. I remember, and maybe it's in my brain, that when we were at Pop's house, it was a bit like that. Like, there was not as much light pollution as there is now and yeah, I remember, there, there was there's a lot of stargazing like we could see the stars very well from his mm-hmm. house it always felt like he lived so far out but now we look at a map and it's like man he wasn't that far away uh but canyon texas it, it was what you said you you could see the milky way and the gas cloud and the dust and the street going through the sky with your bare eye you just sit out there and absolutely amazing uh to sit it. under I that and it. see it uh in yeah. in person it's I would uh, love
1: it I mean, when I was out of the Navy, when I was in the Navy, I mean, you know, and for those of you who've never been out to sea or in any place where there's no light pollution. um, So once you get probably 20 miles out, 20, 30 miles, and of course, obviously, I've been dead in the middle of the ocean, and that's where it's really dark. I mean, you literally, you hear the phrase a lot, I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. That actually does exist. I will tell you 100% true. All my all my Navy folks that have been out there and the Marines that have been on the, on the ships with the sailors, you'll know there have been times I've stepped outside, um, of the superstructure onto the deck at night and put my hand here, like literally just like inches in front of my face. Can't see it at all. It's like, it's not even there. I mean, it literally is that dark. Um, so I've been in places where I can see it, but it's, it's, it's not quite the same. I think, um, because you're moving and so yeah. you know it's it's
0: but so, um probably get a little queasy if sitting looking at something that's basically stationary to where you are and you're just uh, you,
1: you get over that i mean yeah, you do the, the whole yeah. sea legs thing is true it really for most people it happens um you get used to it and then you don't get seasick anymore yeah i could tell we'll save sea stories for another episode but yeah so that's probably top of my bucket list i know you talked about your airplane so if there was if there was one place that you would say you really want to go, like that's really top of your bucket list Mm -hmm. from a travel perspective, we'll just keep it simple at this point. Yeah. Where would that be?
0: Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Um, Yeah. I've only been out of country once. I I went to Ecuador. Uh, It's a great, great country to visit. Really lovely people. Uh, Very interesting. Uh, Anywhere in South and Central America, I think is uh, interesting. Uh, but man, man, oh man, that is the geek in me. I've got like, I want to go see some of that ancient aliens level stuff. Oh yeah, totally (laughs) down in Peru. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, Scotland, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. Ireland, uh, you, you know, I, I think, and I could be wrong. I think every American has some level of. Being drawn back to the UK, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it feels like a place that we should be very familiar with still. Just, I mean, we know our history, we know, um, yeah. So, so probably, yeah. And you know, so Brittany, uh, my wife, so I'm gonna stop saying that. I'm just gonna start calling her by her name. Brittany, uh, she's a horse girl, and there's actually, uh, it's I think they have one up in Scotland too, but there's this adventure Clydesdales. You can ride Clydesdales through oh, cool. uh, Dartmoor. Uh, so, uh, Hounds of the Baskerville, right? So, that's a uh, big
1: ass horse too, by the way. For it is a big ass horse. They um, are huge.
0: And, uh, I'm a big guy, so I feel like that's only fair. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I know probably need a
1: Clydesdale to hold me up.
0: I <laughs> don't know that I'd ride a uh, uh, Lippens Honor Stallion. I think the poor <laughs> horse's ankles would break off. Uh, I kind of need something a little burlier. Um, so, yeah, I I would say, like, if you're like, okay, John, you only get to go to one one country, I'm probably doing a disservice to a lot of places by saying that because I mean, who doesn't want to see the pyramids, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Middle, and ancient Eastern, aliens. Middle Eastern countries, <laughs> for the most part, are very hospitable. You've been there, are very hospitable places to go. And they're super friendly. Yeah, most uh, of them are. Yeah, there's yeah m- most some of that, them you know, are. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know that I'm going to, you know, Iraq. Like, I, I'm not sure that that's gotten back to, back to stable footing yet. Um, I, no. I feel like they probably have some reasons to be pissed off at us at times. Uh, but, yeah, I think Egypt, you know, the, seeing the pyramids would be cool. Um,
2: yeah. No, But that's,
0: if I had to pick between the two. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to the UK. I'm, I'm probably, yeah. And, and I love it. I'll get, I know Ireland is on the, uh, is a different, it's not Scotland. I, I know that. But again, this is the American in me. Like
1: just that I'm whole used, region. I'm right? used to
0: being driving. Right. And, and I know it's funny cause you see the TikTok videos where they're talking about like, do you have any idea how big America is? Like you can fit all of the UK inside the state of Texas. So to me, I'm just like, that's like a day drive, man. I just go from here to there get a ferry and go over there. And people are like, that'll well, take all day. And I'm like, and, and I'll just <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. I just, I'm like, I have no idea how much deal? driving we've
1: done in oh, our my lives. God,
0: Cause we have no public transportation here. Like I drive everywhere. I used to drive a half <sighs> hour to work every day.
1: Well, we spent, even in, as kids, we spent a lot of time in cars, you know, we, oh, I mean, God. just the ride to pop's house was 45 minutes one way in the back of a, in the back of a lorry with no seatbelts,
0: with no seatbelts. No, nah, it was all police car. It didn't have seatbelts.
1: When, when windows rolled up and mom and dad smoking like, there was no end anyway, yeah. that's another episode, but yeah, I, I, so yeah, I think, I think for me, it's the desert star thing. I definitely, you know, the UK is, is on the list, Egypt. Um, I've been to Israel, Haifa, Israel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. was just phenomenal place when horseback riding there, uh, did a four wheel drive, got some of the food. And again, I'm a foodie. Um, and so, you know, I'm always eating food everywhere I go. Um, obviously Italy is has been my favorite spot in the world probably that i've gone um probably second would be parts of mexico um because i just love the culture down there is great the 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 people are generally great and the food i absolutely love food but um Mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting you talk about uk because michael who is my youngest son he he is he's an old soul we've we've talked about this for he's he's super sharp he has just Mm -hmm. such a a phenomenal wealth of knowledge, but his taste in music. And and I think some of this, and I'm going to take credit for it, is being his dad, being a former DJ, um, he has a broad, broad spectrum, um, of musical likes. Um, and he'll flat out tell you the music today sucks. <laughs> he will, he'll flat out say that. I mean, he's, and he's a young teenager. Um, he, um, one of his favorite bands are the Beatles. Mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, we were like trying to figure out what we we're going to do when he turned 16 in a few years. And he's like, I want to go to London. Like, why do you want to go to London? He goes, I want to go see Abbey road. He goes, I want to see Abbey road and I want to see some of the other sites. That's where I want to go. I want to walk across the crosswalk where the Beatles walked. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't, I mean on the Mormon
0: side, you could go to New York city and see where John Lennon was shot too. And you could not, well, yeah, paint no, paint yeah, That's true. Paint.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's like we could do that. He's been in, you know, it's funny, he's been to New York City. I have not.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, him he's definitely his, he's the kid. He's a traveler. That like, at, yeah, out of all your kids, he's gonna be the one that moves far away or moves to another country. Uh oh, he loves he, to travel. He's, he's he's also the kid that'll make sure he's home every holiday to say hi.
1: Yeah, no. He so. absolutely loves to travel. And it's it's interesting because he's like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a journalist when I when I grow up. And he's, that's not something recent. So back to wicked.
0: Are you going to be a good journalist or an (laughs) evil journalist? That's right.
1: I don't know. He's, I think if I had to guess, I can totally see him being, being the, the, um, the color guy for, for sports, right? The sports analyst, right? The guy, he's Mm -hmm. the guy that's, well, Johnny, you know that, uh, Smoltz is batting 245 with, uh, Gentleman named John Smith sitting in section three fourteen on a Tuesday when the weather is at least eighty degrees, that's going to be him. I mean, yeah. that is that's that's going to be him. He like knows every sports stat, every sports really. player historically. How's he feel it's about like he'll racing? Come,
0: you know, I could probably introduce him to some people in racing. He like, I, like he would I, I probably
1: get into it. I mean, he loves yeah, he I've, loves fast cars. I've he loves met, cars.
0: I've met um. Uh, I'm not going to name drop. I, I I've met people who announced for sprint car. And I met people who are announcers for NHRA. Like you, anybody who's in this, like those races, you, you know, would have yeah. heard these. Yeah, I, I know these people. Like I have their telephone number.
1: He's so yeah, he's. I, like, I think he wants to be a sportscaster. Yeah, but yeah, that's you know. But then again, he just he just may want to write. I mean, he's he's actually written a book. Um, really? It's a very yeah. He wrote one. God, what was it? Third grade, fourth grade? I don't remember when it was. A few years back, but it hmm. it's a whole I full story. Um, it's a small book him and his friend did as they worked together. They drew the illustrations, they wrote it. I mean, it was, it was at that level, but I mean, it's still the fact that he took, wasn't a school assignment either.
0: They just did it.
1: He just, he just wrote this book. It was a story. He wrote it and I'm like, oh, Lord. Well, he I, loves I, it. So
0: yeah, my 10 year old told me a day, him and his friend were writing stories about Mr. Beast. Well, I was like, what kind of stories? And he is just like, Oh, it's, he's got guns and he's killing people. And I'm like, you know, Mr. Beast doesn't kill people. He gives away money, right? He I gives
1: away like, money and eats a lot of food.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so he's like, well, I think the next one we're going to talk about all of his, all of his friends. And I was like, oh, so his beast buddies and Brittany just looked at me with the cringe face. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, Wayland's like, can you, can you please stop the dad jokes? And I was like, no, no, I cannot.
1: It's like one of these days you'll understand, son. These are yeah. the, these are the laws. I think my camera froze.
0: You did freeze. That's what I was getting ready to tell you. You did freeze.
1: What the, what in the, all right, let me
0: fix it real quick. Hold on.
1: I always have to just do this, turn it off, turn it back on again. I don't know why it does that. Yes, it is a GoPro. This is not sponsored by GoPro. However...
0: <laughs> look GoPro there you would, are
1: i'm there back are. if gopro would like to sponsor this
0: <laughs> tell us how your camera can stop freezing uh yeah
1: it's their webcam tool is i, I i'm be honest uh, Nikon.
0: yeah i've got a dslr not or not dslr it's a mirrorless That's not true anyway I've, I've got a mirrorless camera and it's an icon and their web utility is not very good either so i, I, I like that you know, I'm, I've, I've been using so I've I'm got a Mac. It's got a 4K camera on it. I think the picture is pretty good, uh, but I will probably figure out some kind of external. I've got some Logitech's over there for work that I really need to hook up and make sure they work okay because they're brand new and I haven't <laughs> hooked up to anything. They're brand new. Yeah, you i hook, hook one up on the next podcast. Yeah, we got it. We're getting ready to start a podcast at work, so that's think. Yeah. All right. No, so my, you asked me about you asked me about travel. where all was right. my, we're not material people. Neither one of us really are. Um, but I said, I want an airplane. Okay. And, and so like, listen, timeout. I want a small airplane. I, I want like a Cessna 172, a used one, not a new one. I don't have new one money. Don't anybody get highfalutin on me here. I'm talking like 70, $80,000 range. I'm talking like Tahoe level. What is one thing, a thing, a material object that would be on your bucket list?
1: I, well, I, am going to say it's, it's probably a very nice telescope, which yeah. I'm, I, if things go well, um, after the first of the year and a little bit of stock kind of holding on to, so I'm hoping, hoping I'm maybe be cash, a little bit of stock in after the first of the year. I, I got a good bonus this year at
0: work. Um, you'll move to the so, country then because you'll want to build your own dome.
1: Look, I've, you can actually purchase one. You don't even need to build it. They have these kits. I've seen this guy that's got one and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go that far.
0: The whole thing's computerized. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah.
1: No, I've already got software. I've already got software that I hook up the camera and everything. But I, so I've looked, I've looked at, I've been looking at a lot of telescopes. I, like I said, I want to get into astrophotography. I have two telescopes now. They're not very high end. They're probably no more than 150 bucks. Um, one actually, one of them actually was left to me, my, my dad, when he passed away, um, my biological father, um, for those of you who are unaware. And when he passed away, he left me his telescope. Um, that was one of the things I got from him. And so I have that one. And then, um, I have another one, which is a little bit cheaper and they work. I mean, they're great for, you know, getting closer to the moon and, you know, I could see Saturn and Jupiter, you know, okay on a really clear night, but I want like a nice, probably Casagrain, you know, one with an equatorial mount that, that has auto tracking, you know, probably a couple grand, probably three, four grand. Maybe, I don't know. I have to, the funny thing is, is the mount itself, the tripod and the mount cost more than the dang telescope. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I to mean, be honest with you, um, well, you know, because... you got into
0: you got into photography, right? And people realize like when they're not into it. So, I was a professional photographer for six years. Uh, I still do it with work occasionally, but I, I shot weddings and events and all kinds of stuff, corporate gigs. Um, you know, the ancillary stuff. People think about a camera body. A lot of people don't think about camera lenses per se. That's uh, where you really the spend damn,
2: money. Yeah, yes,
0: more, more than the camera body, and even tripods. Like, and you think buying a tripod, a, a high end tripod for camera, for photography, you're buying just the legs. Then you still got to get the head to go on it. That costs as much as the legs. Uh It's, yeah, uh, it's it's everything that goes with it starts to get expensive, quick. But yeah, what. what what is the draw like, right? What's, what's that draw for you? Like, what, why is that the,
1: the, the astrophotography and the stars?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what, I, I don't it, think I've had, we've, I've never asked. We've
1: never this, had right. this conversation. It's true. Yeah. This is probably a good point. I know it's a bucket list. We're, we're gonna probably stray a little bit off topic, but I think this is, this is kind of, kind of a good conversation. You and I have never had this. So ever since I've, I was a kid, I've always been fascinated with space right? The stars just looking up there, it's just so much unknown, right? And then when you start looking into the science behind things, it's like people take it for granted. They look up and they see the stars like, oh yeah, the stars are bright tonight. And you don't realize that how far away those things are. I mean, they are a long way away. I mean, the light that you're seeing in those stars thousands of years ago, is when it left millions. Yeah, millions even, depending on where they're at, right? And so yeah. it's just like it's taken a long time to get here. And by the time, you're we're seeing it. That stuff may not even exist anymore. We don't know. And it's just, you know, we talked, we joked earlier about ancient aliens. Look, I'm 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 not going to go into a whole bunch of conspiracy theories. I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of, you know, ancient alien theory or any of that mess. You know, people are going to believe what people believe but i i'm pretty logical generally speaking i have a somewhat scientific kind of thought process and for me to sit here and think knowing what we do know about the universe right in space what we have seen and what we've studied and what we've understood is that the it's constantly expanding and to think that as massive as the universe is that we are the only living things in this entire universe and we're not you put religion any of that mess out of the picture i'm just Mm -hmm. talking just pure conceptual thing here the fact that if you think that we are the only living even if you believe in god or you don't believe in god if you believe in god and you say oh no god created the heaven and the earth whatever i mean that's great mathematically mathematically what does that mean right does it that that it's just as possible that he put life on another planet yeah um and so so
0: and I followed a lot of that stuff too, um, and, and at a level, I mean, not you know, at the ancient like the conspiracy theory stuff, right? But I mean, just the science behind it, right? Aliens. So, yes, it's aliens. So just just a couple examples. There was a documentary. I have to find it and send it to you because it, it's it was on um,
2: probably uh, seen it. It, it,
0: it was on Hulu, but anyway. It it was about the Fermi paradox, and right, it's really great. It had a lot of big name scientists in it, but I it's g- give everyone an idea because we already get off topic for a second. But I want to talk about this. And then, no, I think this so is I think our, this is good. Our closest um, galaxy to the Milky Way is Andromeda. Let's see if you know this off mm-hmm. the top of your head. How far away is Andromeda from our galaxy?
1: I don't know the number off the top of my head now. But okay. I, I, so I know it it's a is significant, significant is amount.
0: 2.5, according to Google, 2.537 million light years. I had to Google it. Okay. Yeah. So That's in other words, light. it would take 2.5 million years traveling the speed of light to get there. So if we break that down um, into Earth years, uh, that would take, uh, da, 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 where was it? Um, yeah. So if you roughly figure 4,000 earth years for one light year, mm-hmm. um, Andromeda would take us 10 billion earth years to get to. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's our next door neighbor.
0: That's our next door neighbor. A- and so, yeah, it is fa- Like I'm super fascinated by it as well. But the, the, the reason I say that is this documentary where they're talking about the Fermi paradox is it's not even a matter of, whether or not we can communicate across that distance, whether or not that we are able to understand what's even being said. It's a mm-hmm. lot like, uh, you know, the example is given. We walk by every day. We walk by ants and ant hills, and we don't bother to try to communicate with the ants, you know? So who, who knows, but it also went on to where we're so two dimensional or really just even three dimensional. But when you add the fourth dimension of time, we are very early in what is likely the lifespan of the universe. Before oh yeah, absolutely. Are we are extraordinarily early and there's the real possibility that we are an early civilization and nothing else has advanced to the level to be able to communicate, even at the level we are. Right. So that th- there were lines is basically what they're saying. There, there's a line where like number one, the, you know, you look at the Fermi paradox and he's writing it out and it's the number of possible, life-supporting planets, the number Mm -hmm. of galaxies, the number of stars. But then it was also the, that have been around long enough, that have had enough time. It's not not even a matter of like that planet can support life. Well, right. But it's only supported life for 10,000 years. It's not had time to. It's It's way behind. Yeah. It's
1: It's newborn. That's right.
0: So there, there's a real, and it went on to say there's real discussion among scientists that look at these things, that there's a high probability that we are very early galactic, universal, um, mm. society. Yeah. And life yeah. Life. So, That's yeah. Right. So,
1: so I think I, I do. And, and of course, and then also you got to factor in the fact that the universe is still constantly expanding to yeah. things are getting created are being destroyed. Um, it, it it's constantly evolving. And so I just, you know, it's funny, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, you know, and we've paid my, my son, I, I do watch h aliens. Cause I think it's interesting because one, I like history, it's, well, it's well, it is. No, I, I love history. Um, and, and There's I am fascinated with, no, absolutely. I'm fascinated in space. I'm fascinated with aliens, not to the sense where, where I'm thinking that, oh yeah, the ET is going to land tomorrow and take us away to someplace better. I, I just, but I, I, I mean, from the fact that I think that
0: we grew up watching V. So we'll call well, this back is, into Gen X. Yeah, I know the this is true. Are real.
1: The original V, not that remake. That one was horrible. Oh, um, but yeah, no, I think that's really it. I think it's just there's so much unknown, right? And it's just it's like part of it's the whole science fiction thrill of like, oh, there's you know, there's potential for cool stuff, whatever, advanced technologies, yada yada yada, you know, or is is there a real life set of Yodas out there, right? I don't know. Um but I, I think it's just that unknown thing is it just draws me to it. And it's like when I'm thinking about and looking at the stars and looking at the the moon or some of the other planets, even the, the ones that we can see easily in our own solar system, it, it's just, I forget about everything that's kind of going on around here, right? On this rock that we live on. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of chaos and I don't, and again, our whole intent on this, podcast is not to get into politics or, you know, any of those social issues we're, you know, but it it does take you away from everything that's going on and you kind of could just go, Oh, wow. That's, you look at the universe and it's amazing, right?
0: Yeah. Everybody can agree regardless of what your opinion is, uh, a personal political religious affiliation. There's a lot of chaos right now. Oh yeah. Totally. I mean, just, there's just, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I'm not asking you to assign blame, but I think we all agree there's a lot of chaos. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I asked you two more. We're going to run long today, if that's okay with you. Uh, it's it fine odd. with me. Yeah. No. So, uh, you know, airplanes. I think we uh, generally, man, like, I, I want to fly. Um, I've come to the conclusion I'm probably a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Like, I've never really thought about it, but, you know, I enjoyed being a cop, man. Like, I enjoyed. <laughs> having a gun driving fast. Uh, first time I got shot at, I remember like,
1: I do like speed, I like dri- speed, I was driving pissed. fast. I not not the
0: pissed off. like I was like, let's go, you know? Um, but so then there's just that point of, of, uh, obviously Gen X, right. We have top gun, iron Eagle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just,
1: well, Vision.
0: you know, I, I mean, you name it. Um, airplane movies, right. Airplane, airplane itself. It's great. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: fly but, genre, but yeah. yeah you
0: know so i guess my my thing with the airplane <laughs> and it, and it drifted and i really had not thought about it at all for decades i think that i really like i signed it a level of it's unobtainable mm-hmm. right and, and i think you know we we look at how we grew up there was a lot of things at least i did i grew up just like it's not ever meant for us like we're, we're you got to mm-hmm. be uber rich to do something like that and just the average person is never going to get it get it, very much grew up. I remember, uh, you know, as I started turning my life around after I got divorced and, and I started listening to motivational speakers and I thought it was a bunch of hooty hooty tooty hoopla, like, uh, okay, whatever. But I remember listening to, I want to say it was Jim Rohn. Uh, and he said, you know, if you walk around and you grew up in an environment, when you heard your parents say things like, what you think you're the Rockefellers? Like that's not for us. Rich people, you know, rich people, you know, they're never going to, you know, do this money's the root of all evil. And I think back and like, we heard that frequently. We heard those exact sayings frequently. Uh, And and so it really did now very conscientious around my kids. And that's where I'm going with this is that I don't, I say quite the opposite. You know, my kids will ask, like, hey, are we millionaires? And I was like, depends on how you look at it. You know, like, I, I won't really give them a firm answer because uh, <laughs> they're not really going to, they don't really understand real estate and equity. So it's, it's hard to explain uh, to them. Uh, and I don't want them, I'm also very conscious, I don't want them to, and I've had the conversation about them not going to school and talking about things like, for example, Waylon's Nintendo Switch broke, charging port broke. It does take months to get back. I went and bought another one. I guess they're $200, 250 whatever <laughs> they were. Uh, while we were waiting, I was like, oh, we'll give the other one to your sister when yours comes back. And I said, do not go to school and tell people I went and bought you another one. You know, do not tell people you got a new Xbox at Christmas. Uh, it's, you know, kids are excited about that. I said, don't brag about it. Just talk about playing video games, right? Don't talk about it in a physical sense. But anyway, so I try to teach them some humility, I guess, is what I'm getting at with, with everything that right. they have
1: and which is a good thing
0: yeah yeah and so but the airplane thing came back around a couple years ago it's also when they had bought their wife a demo flight right like it's uh introductory flight. yeah Do you, you know you think you want to learn to fly you go and you take one of those uh, yeah free trial well not and, not necessarily free <laughs> yeah uh and, and you go up discovery flight and you go up for an hour and you see what it's like to ride in a little airplane. Cause most people, if you're interested in a flight, you've probably been on a big airliner and it is a way different experience being in a little airplane. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. So it was like 150 bucks to do. So I did it and I'm like, Oh, I'm hooked. Like I gotta, I want to go do this. Yeah. But I started thinking about it and I was talking to Brittany and I said, you know, this is not me trying to justify why I'm like, we have a very good relationship in the sense that if I want to spend money on something, I will, she wants to spend money, on something she will. Uh, because we both within reason understand what we can afford, right? right? I don't we don't give each other permission to spend money. We're both adults and we both have jobs and we both have our own bank accounts. That'd be a whole nother thing. We're we'll talk about Gen X finances. Finances is probably oh, a problem, yeah. Yeah. Uh so I said, you know, I want the kids to number one, I, I want them to see us achieve things that we personally want to do at our age. And I was like. You know our parents. Man, I just they gave up. They did. They gave up. They they just went on with the business of trying to live life, and you know you can look at them and you talk to them and and you could tell they have a lot of regret and depression over over things Mm -hmm. and the decisions they made. And I was like, they weren't.
1: They weren't. They're not stupid people. I mean, they they they're they're not. not. I mean, you know, mom had a nursing degree. Yeah, that 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 was. Yeah. I mean, Dad, was,
0: Dad, went to college for mechanical engineering. Uh, yeah, you know, super smart mom, and you know, decided to do other things
1: or life choices. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, and, and I cannot like at times I cannot fault them for the majority of their choices, but at other times I can. Looking, but yeah. I say so money I mean, God knows we did our share of stupid crap, but
1: I still do. I, w- anyway. I want,
0: <laughs> yeah, I want the kids to see us accomplish things. And continue to build our entire life. That you, There's not a point in time where you're done. Right? Mm-hmm. And I want them to see that you're never too old to go after a dream or a goal. And I also want to normalize big things for them. Right? Flying an airplane is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So our oldest is 10. If, if I get an airplane in the next couple of years and learn to fly, you know, he can have his pilot license using our airplane before he graduates high school. All of the kids can. It normalizes big things. It also normalizes putting you in a different circle of people. And I, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, beat this up. This is part of the development. Me and Brittany, we own some real estate and we started, we took a step back. This is part of that self-development we had. We talked about our circle of people and her and I realized that we're the most successful people in our circle. And that's a problem. Because there's no one else to learn from at this point. We have a lot of people we've given advice to. And we find ourselves getting frustrated as we give advice to people. Yeah. They go, Hey, you guys have done what? Like, how do I like how do I start? And and we tell them, and then they don't do it.
1: Yeah, well, it's because well, like, they don't want to do it, right? That's well, what it boils or down to. They're
0: arguing. They're like, yeah, but you don't understand. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. So by elevating yourselves into different hobbies yeah you, you know it, it does take at least a, a modicum of dedication to learn to be a pilot and even if you own a small airplane and again realistically we have two new cars i, I could just sell our cars and buy used cars and go buy an airplane like that that's really all it takes like i can go do it tomorrow
1: like I'm, it, I'm telling you dude tomorrow. me and you a couple of yeah. youtube videos on how to weld few rods, of uh, uh, rebar and some, from some of the, uh, whatever Over you there. call it, the flex tape. I can make one, man. I'm telling you, we could do I it. I could
0: weld an airplane out of rebar and we'll see what happens. Flex tape. Uh, I'm telling you. But that's, that's my draw. Uh, you know, it, it's, I mean, there's also the convenience that, you know, we want to be able to take like out to the beach, you know, it's a four hour drive for us so out to the beach, you know, but only take an hour, right? Like actually take short trips and just enjoy, Kind of the experience of being together, her and I. Uh, and I want to normalize being able to take the kids up in an airplane. I'm like, well, yeah, dad had an airplane. It's not a, you know, because it, it does start has to, one. Yeah. I mean, see, it, it starts to normalize big dreams and big ambitions. And then you go to fly ins and it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, Bob over there is a, an attorney or Jim over there owns real estate like we do. Or, and the, it puts the kids in a different social circle. Mm. Right. Because, then they get to be around their own circle and develop their own circle of people that are better than them. Right. So it's, it's that saying is if you're in a group of five millionaires, you'll be the six. If you're in a group of five drug addicts, you'll be six. Mm -hmm. And so it is about who you surround yourself with. Absolutely. there's, There's a large part of that that really goes into it. And, I just want to buzz your house. Like I just, I'm literally going to fly over your house and fly in the circles and throw out paper flyers. that says, look at my plane peasant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I have a neighbor that has one. He has, he has a plane. I mean, he's, you know, he's an older retired guy. I, I think he retired from, he retired from IBM. Him and his wife both did. Or maybe they work for the government. I don't know. He's got a plane. He also has a Corvette. He's an older guy with a lot of money. Um, Really nice guy. But yeah, he's he goes out and we'll 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 see him buzzing over the neighborhood every so often. But yeah. yeah, it's a small plane. Well, I
0: mean, and even I mean, there are even some cheaper planes that they don't fit my mission though. I'm a big guy. I weigh about 300 pounds, six foot. I'm not going to say how much my wife weighs, uh, but you take something like an older. That's,
1: that's a good call.
0: <laughs> like an older, uh, uh, <laughs> like an urcoop right? You can get an urcoop like a 415C urcoop coop. Uh, they're really cool looking airplanes. They don't have rudder pedals uh for upper twenties, low thirties, all metal. It would carry me fine, but like the maximum like payload capacity, not things like 420 pounds.
1: That's so by time you add too. me.
0: Yeah, well well that's yeah I mean it includes your fuel, right? So like you add me and a full thing of fuel to fly somewhere and like an overnight bag and I'm there. Like yeah. I I mean my wife could weigh one pound and there's still not enough for her right. in the airplane. Uh so you know there's a little bit of like which airplane fits our mission, right? I want to actually be able to get there, you know, also our coupes are slow. Like, I, and I'm not looking for a speed machine, but like 120 knots, 130 knot cruise speed is good. Uh, I don't, you know, air coupes, you're looking at like 85, 90 knots, you know, 75% power probably. So, you know, that's, they're not uh, super quick, uh, but you still get to fly instead of drive. So, but the point is like, it is actually more achievable, than people wanted it but there is time spent training oh yeah that, that's the so
1: training right that's the big like, thing training right
0: can be expensive. but if you buy your own airplane not not necessarily again so my plan is to actually buy the airplane when i start training because i know i want an airplane anyway the whole point i'm not going to be a professional pilot i'm not going to fly an airliner um, i will probably not even pass a medical for a standard ppl i won't pass a class three medical right
1: just you just want those something those that's convenient sport, to have pilot, some family yeah. time in it's it's a it's an yeah, enjoyable thing at
0: a time and, and let them kind of experience flight and then if they're interested in it as they get older like yeah you can do the same thing you can use our airplane and you go get that so then they're not pl- paying that; they're just paying the 40 45 an hour for an instructor uh, and they're not having to pay for already on the airplane they don't have to rent an airplane yeah,
1: no you know, i mean I, yeah and i don't i don't think it's Again, I think you're right. I think a lot of people think something like that's completely out of reach. But yet, those same people will probably go, yeah, I'm going to go buy a boat. Yeah. It's really, it's really yeah, not I'm, much different. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> and, 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 and truthfully, it's very similar to buying a boat because they, they range in price. I mean, again, 30000 to millions of dollars, depending on how fancy you want to get. So, uh, maintenance is relatively about like a boat. Dock, yep, storage. Pay for, paying for a marina or a dock is about the same as actually might even be more expensive than, than a tie down. Well, yeah, so if I it's
1: call, a small boat, you airport, can get away with yeah. storage somewhere else and it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Still, you yeah. still yeah. have to pay uh, for storage.
0: The local airport here is 80 bucks a month for an outside tie down and their wait list, which I've already added myself to is quote extensive. And she was like, I stopped trying to figure out how long it's going to take. She's like, it's <laughs> extensive. She's like, but yeah. we do have outside tie down spots. And see there again, that also limits type airplane because I was looking at a tripacer. But they're fabric planes. So you you don't want to ever tie down a fabric fabric plane outside and leave it stored outside. Uh, so it's gonna have to be in, in all-flames. Flames. Well, I mean, they're with all, our heat. They're all synthetic now, but uh, you know, it's more like storm damage and wind and stuff like right. that. Right. But so I mean, we just keep circling back to like it's gonna be like a Cherokee 140, probably not a 140 because it's gonna it need to be a light sport. I could do a whole thing about this, but uh yeah, you know, right. So that that's why an airplane's a thing to me. Like that's, I want to accomplish that because it teaches a lesson to my kids. It'll be cool. It'll be fun. It's a goal. It's something you have to work at. Uh, Again, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, I guess. I, I I I, never really consider myself one. Yeah. I never considered myself one, but I have to admit, I, you know, I drive a 500 horsepower car as an everyday driver.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one to uh, I'm not one to jump off a building, you know, base jumping or jumping out of airplanes unless I have to, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, when it comes to like driving fast or, you know, I I stay within the speed limit range when I'm on the roads for all the, the highway patrol that's watching. Um, I'm a safe driver, but I mean, you know, yeah, I, I like the speed. It's roller coasters, I absolutely love roller coasters. They're so much fun to me. I, so I'm a oh, little bit of an adrenaline junkie, but not. A lot
0: of time on roller coasters, man. Busch Gardens. Ooh,
1: oh yeah, no, I got hooked. Um, I still like them. I can't ride them as much now because of my back, but I. Yeah. That's still a bucket list item too. There's a couple of roller coasters that I'd, I'm like probably give me heart failure, but I, I still want to ride them. But yeah, I love them. And I think, you know, so, so I think the moral of this whole thing was, is that, you know, when we got started talking, you're like, yeah, I don't have a bucket list. And now, you know,
0: yeah, you do.
1: You do, you, Maybe do, you just didn't realize it.
0: Well, you know, what's funny is is I, I almost was like anti-bucket list, but I'm not going to turn my camera around. I have a vision board right here. And my vision board has things on it. So a bucket list. It is a bucket list. I, I guess, you know, a vision board is a bucket list. So, Yeah, what do i got up there i got a rolex i got a ranch um got an apartment complex
1: yeah see every bucket list don't have to be travel and that's the thing right doesn't have to be travel it could be just an experience um you know hence there's certain roller coasters that i want to ride um that, that does involve travel but i mean it's really more about the experience um you know it's most of mine involve travel or, or centered around travel, it, you know, even the one for me going out to the desert. But it's 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 around travel, but it's more about the experience of seeing the stars in a way that I haven't seen them ever, really, because I, th- I don't even think seeing them out to sea would be the same. Um, I, I think in my opinion, and again, this is like, you know, we all know how opinions are. They're like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Um, I really think bucket lists are important and whether or not you realize it, um, you know, if you're, even if you never even do everything, I think it's good to have those things because they're, and maybe this is the lesson of the week. I don't know. It's having things to dream about and to strive for, um, to kind of keep yourself going. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it may be something you want to do for fun. It may be something you, someplace you just want to see. I think it gives you something to shoot for and strive for, right? It's a goal because it, it's funny, you know, when you, you, you hear interviews with folks that live to be 102, 103, 104, 105, and they like, Oh, what keeps you going? They're like, I get up and go to work every day. I go work in the farm. All right. You know, I go out and I, I, I feed the chickens or I walk the dogs two miles. They're like, but you're 102. It's like, yeah, but if I stop and stand still. I'll die.
0: Yeah. Right. And so we're not meant to stop.
1: Yeah. And and I think we have, and I think this is probably the other thing too, that made me think about the bucket list was Jerry, Jerry and I had a conversation earlier we were talking about how time is going by quicker, right? I've always said that your age is a multiplier for how fast your life is going by. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm in my fifties, um, I know I don't look at this lovely young face of mine. Um, You know, life is going by quick and I'm like, man, I just I'm I'm, I don't I'm not even wanting to think about the fact that I'm in my 50s. And it's like, yeah, I I still want to think I have a long way to go because I still have a lot of things I'd like to do. And so as long as I still have those things in my mind and um, I'm going to keep pushing for them because I intend to do some of them. If not all, I'm going to do as many as I can. So I I think that's my takeaway. Make a bucket list. Give yourself something to keep pushing for.
0: And bucket lists can range. And I'll, I'll end on this bucket list can range, right? We talked about material thing and we talked about travel, right? And I think for both of us, the material thing also provides an experience for us. Mm-hmm. But you have bucket lists around career. You can have a bucket list around your family. You can have bucket lists around self actualization. And it's, I do think, and this is, you know, my takeaway and my lesson, I think, for Gen X right here think about mom and dad this is about the time they gave up
2: right Mm -hmm. so so
0: in 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 their mid to late 40s uh early 50s is there there was a palpable change they gave up they kind of just assumed i'm I'm not going to accomplish the goal mom's ms started getting worse uh dad took on more brunt of being a sole income family and Uh, just the disruption that that caused and mom's health issues. And they, they kind of just rolled over instead of fighting through it and keeping their eye on this end game where, you know, you're just about an empty nester. Uh, And I remind myself that while my children are young now, man, it does go quick. Like I already Mm. feel, feel it like through my bones, how quick it goes. And I'll be an empty nester before I know it again. Mm-hmm. Like me and Britney have a life to go on and then what do we do? So you're, you're raising your kids becomes all consuming, uh, for a brief stint of your life. And then you move on back to being you yeah. and taking on a different, different role. So, Flash you know, the to, pan. yeah. To you, Gen Xers or, or, uh, millennials, we talked about that, that millennials are actually in their, 30s between 30 and 40 right now 25 to 40 i think is actually accurate. i
1: know it's like holy cow. My,
0: my wife is a millennial um you know these things are coming like these feelings of like going through the grind getting there Yeah, you know oh, bucket list does deserve a spot in your life right it's i've, I've got a vision board I've got something that i'm working towards you know on a lot of different fronts all the time career family uh just financials like it's it's stressful to some degree, but it also keeps me centered about what I'm doing in life, and I remind myself, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And my vision board's there because this is my desk I work at. I look this way, and every time I stand up, I have to go this way, and I stand up, and I'll look right at it. Every time I stand up, I have to look at my vision board, and it reminds me, oh, yeah, right, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's not bad. It's not bad. No. So, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. We're already long. We might as well do it.
1: Mad money this week. Mad All right.
0: Money. I'm, I'm going to go easy. This is easy. It's cool. I bought a two pack of Uncrustable makers. Kids love it. Got them on Amazon. They're like seven bucks. Not going to lie. I've eaten more than my share of Uncrustables this week. That's oh that, my God. That's what I spent money on, man.
1: Uncrustables. Smush,
0: smush them down. <sighs> Freaking gooey greatness.
1: No, Uncrustables I think I are could great. Add I have
0: dip them in deep fry them, though. Yeah so oh, i
1: i have a mini pie maker now this isn't what i spent money on um recently but a uh, mini pie maker so it's kind of the same thing but so i think my mad money I'm, I'm gonna it's been a little while since i spent money on it but it, it's something that i constantly am getting use out of uh i did spend a bit of money on it i went went a little bit got a little bit nicer one it my smoker um i, oh, I bought yeah i bought my smoker you had, you had last the, year
0: had, oh yeah yeah the pit, pit balls right
1: yeah, the pit boss. I love it. Um, yeah. you know, and people are like, oh no, the pellet, blah, blah. I, I don't care. I'm gonna tell you, if I told you I I smoke the meats that I do on charcoal, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I don't care how good of a barbecue pit master you are. I don't believe that you can taste the difference. Yeah, um, I've got it, a it's
0: been, it, yeah, it, like, no, absolutely to it. I would like the pellet thing is like set it and forget it
1: yeah no it's it's i I absolutely love it and then you know i got a the wife bought me a set of meat meters they're m-e-a-t-e-r again not a sponsor um but i will give them a shout out because i absolutely love those meat probes um but yeah so i went last a little over a week ago i bought a a pork belly we have a a a hispanic market um over in Anger, which is a little ways from here not too 30 minute drive whatever little hispanic um, market over there butcher shop in there and the the prices are great and i went there and bought like a 12 and a half pound pork belly right just fresh pork belly just cut off the pig give it to me brought it home pulled the skin off trimmed it down cut it up i ended up with about 10 roughly 10 pounds of of uh pork belly that was trimmed up and cut i put that in started curing it takes about a week or so give or take Mm-hmm. Put it in the refrigerator, you know, with the cure on it, sealed bags, vacuum sealed bags. Flip it every day. What yada yada yada. Take it out. Threw that on the smoker the other day, though. I ended up by the time you know you, you lose oh, yeah. weight with the the curing, and then you lose weight with the smoking. I ended up with roughly about what did I say? Nine pounds?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seven pounds? Seven pounds of bacon.
0: A fresh bacon is awesome.
1: Fresh sliced bacon. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I've cooked so much on it. So, yeah, I've spent mad money on a smoker. Um, If you like, let me put it this way I sold my grill. I sold my grill, and I had a nice grill that was practically brand new. Just don't use it. Use a smoker all the time now.
0: Yeah, I made 25 pounds of sausage yesterday.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That looked good.
0: Oh, man. Like, that's, you know, we'll have a whole episode about meat, but like, Look, you get That's butts where where I am, where we are, North Carolina. You can get pork butts for ninety nine cents a pound. I've had my freezer just jammed full, of, and I'm like, I got to do something with some of these. Like they're they've been in here. They're like it's time to do something with them. And I thawed some of them out. So pork butts at ninety nine cents a pound. Mm-hmm. One pack of seasoning, uh, so legs, AC legs seasoning. It does twenty five pounds, it's six bucks. So I, I'm in. I'm into 25 pounds of sausage for 30 dollars. Borrowed granddad's meat grinder, and they're they're now they're vacuum sealed and they're in the freezer. And I got 25 pounds of fr- and it's so much better than anything you ever get in the store, and you actually know what's in it. Like that's
1: oh yeah, no, that's, that's the same way with the bacon. So you know, uh,
0: yeah, I, our our money this week was spent on food. On roundabout way, un, uncrustables and pork belly, pork belly, a pork belly. Oh. And pork belly.
1: Pork belly uncrustable. Smoked. Pork belly
0: uncrustable. Smoked. Pork belly uncrustable. I'm thinking with like a habanero glaze. Of course Yeah. Okay. All right. Deuces, y'all. Have, uh, have a good night. We went long this episode. Hope you didn't cut us I think all. it was a good one, though. I think it put was Put it, it on double it. speed. I'll put a warning in the front to put it on double speed. Put this on double speed. We went long. All right.
1: Later, bro. It's all good. All right. We'll see you later, man. All right.